The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Chaim Seton for the Refu'ah Shlema of Yaakov Ben Jamile. Today's daf is being studied by Ilun Shmat Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Abraham ben Esther, Ruach Hashem, Tanihim, Began Eden, Amen. We begin today's daf on Daf Dalad Amud Rishon on the top line. Just to conclude what we did on the last daf, we had a great mahluket between Rabbi Yohanan and Mishlakish. The mahluket was where do we learn that for Kippur, the Kohen Gadol needs to have a hafrashah, mean needs to be sequestered for seven days. So the Yohanan source was from the Pasuk by the Miluim. And just like by the Miluim he needed seven days of the Kohen Aharon being sequestered before Rosh Chodesh Nisan, so too the Kohen Gadol needs to be sequestered before Kippur. Uh, in order to prepare for Kippur. So the source of Rabbi Yohanan was from the Miluim. The Shlakish challenged that. And the Shlakish had a different source. His source was from Sinai. That we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was sequestered for six days before uh, Sinai, before he entered what the Gemara calls Mahaneh Shekhinah. So too, the Kohen Gadol, before he enters, enters the Kodesh Kodashim, needs to be sequestered. So the Gemara says that six days. We said seven days. So the Gemara says, well, this extra day is because of the Yudah ben that says we're concerned that the Kohen might have relations with his wife and she become a Nida. Therefore, that will cause him to become Tamir for seven days. So they added an extra day for that concern. So that's the Mahlog between Rabbi Yohanan and the Shlakish, the Mekor, for why the Kohen Gadol is sequestered. Now both of them hold is the right, just that each one has a different uh, source. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar le Rabbi Yohanan le Shlakish. So Rabbi Yohanan tells the Shlakish, Bishlama le Didi. It's good according to me, di alifna miluim. So I learned from the miluim. Hainu detanya. Now we understand what it says in the Brayta. Zev mazin alav kol shiva mikol katot shehayusham. Says that when it comes to the kohen that they sequester on yom before yom kippurim and the paraduma. The Kohen of the Paraduma, they used to sequester him as well for seven days. Now, according to Rabbi Yohanan, mind you, that's not Minat Torah. That was only a Ma'ala, the Gemara said. It was only a Humrah. But still he agrees that you sequester them. And what did you do during those seven days? It says they were sprinkled. What were they were sprinkled with? They were sprinkled with the waters of Paraduma. Which is every day they would sprinkle them with betahara. Now not only that, it says they would sprinkle them mikol yusham. So that she tells us a very interesting fact. Actually two interesting facts. Number one, all the para adumas that were made in history, they had some of the ashes and the water on file. Meaning they had leftovers of each one that they kept in the Bet HaMikdash. And when the Kohen was sequestered for those seven days, they would sprinkle him with each batch of Paraduma waters. Or this Gemara means that Moshe Rabbeinu's original Paraduma that he made, they had leftovers of it. So it's saying that what? 
that the Kohen Gadol, before Kippur, or the one that was making the Paradamai, he was sprinkled with all the Hataot, either from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, or every single Paradamai that was ever made, that had leftovers of it, it was sprinkled. Now why is that good? So the Gemara says, Dehavai Nameh Because it's similar during the Miluim, when Aharon was taking those seven days before Akamat Namashkan, they also sprinkled them. So therefore, uh-huh. there's a connection. So therefore, the Yohanan says, according to me, everything makes sense. Just like they sprinkled in the Miluim, the Kohen. Now, I want to point out, they didn't sprinkle them with Paraduma, because the Paraduma wasn't made yet. The first Paraduma was made on the second day of Nisan. So therefore, there was no Paraduma, but they sprinkled them with the blood of Korbanot. So therefore, just like they were sprinkling to the Kohen, before Miluim for Tahara, that's why the Brachta said they were sprinkling for the Kohen before Kippur, and before the Paraduma. However, El Alididach, but according to Yudish Lakish, left you learned from Sinai, Hazaab Sinai, Mihavai, right? When Moshe Rabbeinu was sequestered on Har Sinai before Matan Torah, the Torah does not talk about any sprinkling. The truth is the Torah does talk about sprinkling of blood, but that was on the Mizbayah. It wasn't on Moshe. So where do you get this Anyan that they sprinkle the Kohen on uh, the, the seven days before Kippur, if you're learning from Sinai? So the Shlakish counters back and says, what do you mean, according to you, is it good? So what are you talking? You're right, they sprinkled in both cases, but they sprinkled different things. By the Miluim, the sprinkling was dam. However, by Yom Kippur, the seven days before, they sprinkled the waters of Paradoma. So even according to you, it's really not similar. This is dam. This is Mayim. Kebara says, Halakashya. He says, that's not a question, why? Detani we have a brighter for Rebihaya. Which means the water came and um, replaced the dam, the blood. Meaning, during the seven days of Miluim, as I explained to you, there was no paraduma yet. The first paraduma was not made until the second day of Nisan. Once already the waters of paraduma were made for the first time, from now on the waters replaced the dam. So therefore basically the dam and the mime came for the same purpose. The dam of the, they just didn't have it. The dam of the Miluim was to make the Kohen Taor. Once already we got a paraduma, so we replaced it. So therefore it's the same concept. So the Gebrach says, Ela lididach, back to the question. According to you, Rish Lakish, Hazab Sinai, there was there Azaa on Har Sinai Amar So he tells him back Ma'ala be'alma You're right There was no Azaa on Har Sinai And the only reason why you need Azaa Seven days before Kippur Ma'ala be'alma It's only Humrah Meaning it's not a law that we're deriving from any biblical source. Mm-hmm. The Kohen Gadol is going into the Kodesh Kodashim. So we make a special stringency to sprinkling. Whereas you're learning the sprinkling is Deoraita in nature. Because you're learning from Miluim. And if you learn from Miluim, they did sprinkling in Miluim, they got to do sprinkling on Kippur. I don't hold this Deoraita. I hold they did sprinkle, because I can't argue on a Braita. But I'm telling you that that sprinkling was just a, a Ma'ala. If you look at Rashi, Rashi Ma'ala Be'alma. Now even in Paraduma, we explained why they did the stringency to, to, uh, to counterbalance the leniency that they had by Paraduma, by metabing the Kohen and making him a Tabul Yom. Yom Kippurim, she says, 
out of the kavod, and that's what Mahanesh Shikina, so they did a sprinkling as a humrah. So therefore, again, I, I repeat this ma'luk, it's fantastic ma'luk, between the B, Yohanan, and the Takish. Is the sprinkling that the Kohen did, that, that they did to the Kohen before Kippur, is it Deoraita? Well, if you hold the sources, Meluim, is Deoraita. Or is it just a ma'ala? The Shtakish is what I'm learning from Sinai. There was no sprinkling when Moshe was sequestered before he went up to Har Sinai. So therefore the sprinkling of Kippur is really just a Khumrah. Now the Gemara says, Tanya Kevated Rabbi Hanan, Tanya Kevated Rabbi Shtakish. We're going to bring Braito, Tanaic sources to prove both opinions. Either the source is going to be Miluim, like Rabbi Hanan, or the source is going to be Sinai, like the Shtakish. Tanya Kevated Rabbi Hanan, we have a Braita to support Rabbi Hanan. Bezot Yavo Aharon El Kodesh. Now this was talking about over here on Kippur. Right? It says with this, with the following Kurbanot, Aharon will go into the Kodesh. Bezot Yavo Aharon El Kodesh. Bemashamur Bi'nyan. So the Gemara says, he will come in Bezot with this, meaning with something else he will come in. When he what is he going to come in with? Mayhi Bi'nyan Dimiluim. He's going to come into the Kodesh Bezot with the same thing of somewhere else. With the seven days of the Miluim. Mm-hmm. Meaning just like by the Miluim, the Kohen came into Yom Aleph Nisan with seven days under his belt. Mm-hmm. Which means with the seven day preparation. So Bezot, with the same item that the Kohen came in somewhere else, he will come in with that item as well on Kippur. And what is that? The seven day preparation. Look at Rashi, Bezot. Krayetirahu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to say it's an extra pasuk because otherwise I say I need the pasuk for its meaning. It's just telling me what the korbanot he has to bring in. How all of a sudden do you take from the word bezot that I need for itself and start telling me no, he's coming in with something else of Miluim. So the Shiva right away tells us don't be bothered. It's an extra pasuk. And learn the pasuk like this, Rashi says, Bezot at Torah Amurah Be'inyan Be'makom Aher Yavu Aron HaKodesh With this item that we learn somewhere else, mm-hmm. meaning the Miluim sequestering Aron on Kippur will come into the Kodesh with the same item. Meaning, it will have to be preceded by a seven-day uh, sequestering. So comes the Gemara and says, Uma Amur Be'inyan De Miluim well, what is that item that is said by the Miluim? Aaron Pidesh Shiva. Aaron was sequestered for seven days. Veshimesh Yom Echad. So therefore, um, now, what was Aaron doing during that seven day sequestering before the Hakabat Mishkan? Umoshe Masarlo Kol Shiva Kedel Hanecho Ba'avoda. Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching Aaron, he was inaugurating him with all the laws and all the service, exactly what to do. And so too for the generations, the Kohen Gadol before Kippur separates for seven days, and serves one day. Now what do they do during those seven days? And two students. Meaning from the school of Moshe, la'apuket sedukim, to the exclusion of 
the school of the Tzedukim that had a different understanding of the laws of what was supposed to be done. Mosrin lo kol shiva, so they teach him all the seven days. In order to train him in the service. Mikan Amru, from here the rabbis concluded, Shiva'at Yamim Kodem Yom Kippurim, Afrishim Kohen Gadol Nebeto, Lilishkat Parhedrin. That they would separate him from his house to the special office that we learned about called Lilishkat Parhedrin. Ushem, Shem Afrishim Kohen Gadol, Kak Mafrishim Kohen Asoref et Apara. So too they would separate the Kohen that was in charge of burning the Paraduma, Lilishka Sha'apinah Bira, to an office <coughs> or to the Temple Mount uh, in the Beit HaMikdash area, Safona Mizlaha, that was in the northeast. Now, we learned, according to the Yohanan, that was only Midrabanan, because he didn't have a source Midraita on Paraduma, it was just a Ma'ala. And both the Kohen that was sequestered for Kippur and the Kohen that was sequestered for the Paraduma, they would sprinkle them seven days with the waters of the Paraduma. Which waters of the Paraduma? All of them. They would take a sampling from all of the Paradumas oh. that were made in history, including, according to one opinion, the one of Moshe Rabbeinu, oh. that they had leftovers. The Im Tomar. Now, the Braita continues. It's all part of the Braita. The Im Tomar. Dam Hakamayim. Oh, if you're going to tell me, what do you mean? By Miluim, they sprinkle Dam. By Yom Kippur and Parad, they're sprinkling water. Amart, we said already. Nichnesu Mayim Dam. We said that the water replaced the Dam. Ve'omer. And we have another source that Kippur needs a seven day sequestering right from the word la'asot we said it's referring to the para so therefore the Gebarat comes out according to this bright there's actually two sources how do you know the Kohen needs sequestering for Kippur bezot and also this word of lechaper the Gebarat is going to ask what he needs two sources for. So the Gemara continues. The high bezot So what are you talking about? The word the Pasuk Bezot you need it for itself. To teach me what? Befar bin the how could you learn Bezot with something else that was said somewhere else that you need to come into the Kodesh? You need it for itself that he comes into the Kodesh with his Korbanot. Amre, so the Gebra says, Ile Korban Nehudet. We're just coming to tell you that he goes into the Kodesh with his Korban. Le Makra Beze O Be'ele. Let it say the word either Beze or Be'ele, which is a masculine lashon. A korban is the masculine, which means Ayel Echad, Par these are, or Egel, these are masculine. Sakhar. So the Torah should use a masculine lashon. My Bezot. What is Bezot? Bezot is Nekevat. They teach you Hafrasha. Because Hafrasha is a feminine word. And therefore, Shmat Mina Tante. So from the word Bezot, I learn both things. Not only does he have to come into the court with his Korban, but he also has to come in with his Hafrasha. So the Gemara says, okay, My Veomer. What do I need the second Pasuk for? Once you tell me Bezot, what do I need an extra Pasuk to tell me? Lechaper. It's coming to tell me Kippur. Now, I, don't need, I, don't need, I don't need to learn from Miluim anymore. Now already I can just say, Bezot Yavar on the Kodesh. Just like from the Miluim that had seven days. So to it, what do you need that extra person with a Kapir to tell me, Elu Ma'aseh, Kippur? So the Gemara says, Vichy Tema, because maybe you'll tell me, Yom Kippurim Kamahu Deba'e Pedisha, Kedash Kahan Be Miluim. 
Because I might have thought, you know what, maybe only the first Kippur in right. history mm-hmm. needs after that child, just like the Miluim, which is only the first time you need it. It was an argument. Mm-hmm. But the subsequent Yom Kippurims, mm-hmm. maybe I'll tell you no. So what does the person come and tell me? Kasher Siva. Which means this was a commandment for the future generations as well. Iname, or I would say, Kohen Gadol Kamahu Perisha. I would say, yeah, the first Kohen Gadol, meaning Aaron Kohen, who was the first Kohen Gadol, he needs Perisha. Okay. The first Kippur. Right. Meaning, just like Aaron was the first Kohen Gadol, he needed Perisha by the Miluin. Yeah. So Aaron Kohen, the first Kohen, needs a Kohen Gadol needs sequestering on the first Kippur. About Kohen Gadol, Be'alma, no, but I would say, any, any Kohen Gadol, after Aaron Kohen, does not. It comes to Pazuk, says, Kashir Siva, meaning what? That it's a commandment for the Dorot. Look at the Rashi, Kohen Gadol Kama, Aaron Lebado Kol Yamav. Mean, I might have thought that Aaron, not only the first Kippur, but Aaron, every Kippur, would need sequestering. Because he's the first Kohen Gadol. Again, this is what she told us. I would have thought that Aaron Kohen, his whole life, would need sequestering on Kippur. Because he's the first Kohen. Kamash Ma'alan, that what? Even subsequent Kohanim needs to question because it says Kaser Siba again. Again, Rashi says Gadol Kohen Gadol Kama Aaron lebado Kol Yamav. Avad Dorot Abayim Lotenot Shlonemar El Aaron. Kamash Ma'alan, the word Siba lechapet teaches us every single Kohen would need. So basically, that bright is supporting which opinion? Because you see clearly the source is Miluim. Now we have to bring the source for. So that's why I have to say the second pasuk, to teach me why it is for the generations. Now we have a bright to support the shakish that the source is what? The source is Sinai, that you need sequestering. Now, the Gemara says, Moshe ala be'anan. Moshe went up into the clouds. And the clouds actually covered Moshe. And he was elevated and sanctified in this cloud. In order to receive the Torah for Yisrael, meaning in purity. As the Pasuk says, now, this pasuk over here is very important. It's going to be the key pasuk to analyze what exactly happened at Har Sinai. It's going to be a great mahlokit between the Tanaim, Rabbi Yoseh, and Rabbi Akiva, how to learn this pasuk. So we're going to learn it first according to Rabbi Yoseh, how he learns this. Well, that's obvious. The pasuk clearly says that the Kevod Hashem, the glory of Hashem, rested on Har Sinai. So it says, "Zehaya maase achar aseret adberot sheayu tehila laarvaim yom." Rabbi says a big hadush. When did this shekinah rest on Har Sinai and Moshe became sequestered for six days? It was after Matan Torah, meaning. When was this Asir Debirot given? Asir Debirot is one item, I should say, and Matan Torah is a different item. Which means the history is, on Vav Sivan, according to one opinion, the Asir Debirot were given. On the seventh of Sivan, Moshe Rabbeinu went up in order to get the rest of the Torah. Rabbi Yosef holds, 
This sequestering of six days, it was six days sequestering for what situation? He's learning it was for the situation when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah, meaning from the seventh day, so seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, from seven to thirteen of Sivan, those were the days of sequestering in order that he should go up to Mahane Shekhinah to get the Torah. So he's learning, he's learning, he's learning that it's not Rosh Chodesh Sivan that he was sequestered. And he proves it can't be Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Because you'll tell me, maybe it's the first six days. First six days, and then he got the Torah. Maybe this question was before the Asid de Berot. The few reasons why that can't be, the Gebra is going to say, but one obvious reason is because we know he wasn't sequestered. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down and giving the laws. He was telling them, you have to have three days of Hagbalah. And he was giving them uh, the different principles. There were different communications between Moshe and B'nai Israel during the six days preceding Matan Torah. So the sequestering could not have taken place before Matan Torah. It had to take place after the Asir de Birot, the first seven days or six days after, right, from day seven to thirteen. Then he went up in order to receive the Torah. That's the way to be your say understands. Let's read Rashi together, gentlemen. Zeh, look at Rashi Zeh. Zeh Haya, the Hagot Abahed. Zeh Haya Maaseh. Kilomar. It is impossible according to the Biyoset to say Which means when it says in the Pasuk And the end of the Pasuk says uh, And the cloud covered it So there's two ways of learning Either you can learn the cloud covered the mountain or you can say the cloud covered Moshe. So the Biyo says, saying when it says, it has to mean it covered Moshe. How is he going to learn that? It says, That's one option. You can say that when it says, and the cloud covered Har Sinai, only Har Sinai, and Moshe was never sequestered, meaning Moshe was down with the people. Moshe Rabbeinu kept on going up, up and down. the mountain, up and down. Lazidana prishatam and Aisha. Didn't he warn them that they have to yeah, stay away from their wives for three days? Keeping away from the mountain. Zot lotomah lefishizem ma'aseaya achar aseret deberot betchilat arba'im yom. And you have to say that what? That when it says ma'ichaseu e'anan, it's referring to what? It covered Moshe. Now when did it cover Moshe? Only after the Aser de Berot, in the beginning of the 40 days, when he went to get the Torah, Shenechnas l'ma'anez shekhinah, liyot sham im Hashem, l'kabel aluchot. Now, the Gemara is going to explain this, the Gemara is going to explain this, and elaborate. I'm just giving it to you in the beginning over here, that according to the Biyose, the Pasuk means again, the Shekhinah rested on Harsinai, Vaychaseu he'anan means, the Anan covered Moshe, and then I'll even quote you the end of the pasuk. The pasuk says, Anan The cloud covered Moshe for six days. Moshe 
And God called to Moshe on the seventh day. That's not the seventh day of Nisivan. That's seven days later, meaning on the thirteenth of Sivan. Which is on the after seven days, then Moshe will start to receive the That's where the Biyoseh learns the Pesukim. Comes the Gemara and says, The very Biyoseh Gedili. The Biyakival, the Biyakival says nothing doing. Vayishkon kevod Hashem merosh chodesh. Says no, the Shekhinah that was on Ar Sinai is the first six days. It's on Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Yeah. It's Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Vayichaseu e'anan and the cloud that covered Ar Sinai lehar. It only covered the mountain. It did not cover Moshe. Vayikra el Moshe. And when it says in the Pasuk that God called to Moshe, that's referring to Bayom HaShivai, the day of Ta'asir Deberot. So the question is, why did it only call to Moshe? The Chaura, Moshe was downstairs with everybody else. So therefore, when the God said, let's say, Anuchi HaShem it was Moshe and, why are Yisrael hearing that? Right. So the Gemara says, according to the Gemara, Vekran Moshe, Moshe Vechol Yisrael, Omdim, when the Pasuk says by Yikral Moshe, it's just giving him kavod to put him alone. But really, it was really Moshe and Yisrael. So it comes out again, you have a fantastic mahlokarib from the Biyose and the Biyakiva, what this Pasuk means. Whereas according to the Biyakiva, he's learning like this. And the Shekhinah came down on the Harosh Chodesiban. Just the mountain. And what does it mean by Yikra el Moshe? Meaning Moshe v'cho Yisrael. And why does it say Moshe l'achlok l'kabod? Bayom ha-shivi'i, on the seventh day, that's the seventh day of Sivan. And that's when the Torah was given according to the Bi'akiva. Because we're going to learn there was actually a mahlokit amongst the Tanaim, which we know the Masechet Shabbat. Was the Torah asir Berot? Was it given on the 6th of Sivan mm-hmm. or the 7th of Sivan? So Rabbi Akiva will subscribe to the opinion that says the Torah was given on the 7th of Sivan. So Pasuk is very good. God called to Moshe on the 7th day. The 7th day of Sivan comes out according to Rabbi Akiva. There was no sequestering. There was no inyan of Perishah. Let's read the bottom Rashi on the Amud Rishon. The bottom Rashi on the Amud Rishon. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Kodem aseret adberot and on the seventh day, I got the Torah. Which is the first two commandments were given from Borei So Moshe and Christ they were hearing it from God. And according to the Akivad, there was no sequestering Bechlal. So that's a great Mahalokit between Rabbi Yosei Gilili and Rabbi Akivad. The Gemara continues the Braita. Gemara says, Rabbi Natan Omer, Rabbi Natan comes along and says, Lo Ba'katuf, Ela Lemarek Achila Ushtiya Shebemeav. Lesumo So Rashi tells us, what is the Binatan coming to do? He's saying, I agree with Rabbi Yosei Gilili. That there was a six-day sequestering before he actually went up to get the details of the Torah. After Aser de Berot. So he's just explaining what was the purpose of this six-day uh, uh, sequestering. So he says in order to be mimarek, to purify Moshe Rabbeinu from food and drink that was in his intestines, in order to make him like a malach. So the six days was in order to purify him. Now she says, Lemarek achila ushtiyah. 
So it says, look at the one before that. Meaning, that's the first opinion. That the Pirisha was indeed for Moshe. But he says, not to learn from here that, for example, the Kohen Gadol on Kippur has to be Poresh. No, this was an isolated incident specifically for Moshe. Moshe. Why? So therefore, Kohen Rabbi Natan, he agrees with Rabbi Yosef that what? Yes, the sequestering took place after Hasid the Berot. And he's telling you the reason now. The purpose of the sequestering was in order to purify Moshe Rabbeinu's insides from eating and drinking in order that he could be like a malach to receive the Torah. But don't learn from here that you have to sequester the Kohen before Kippur. This was an isolated incident specifically for Moshe Rabbeinu. That's Shitat Rabbi Natan. Now we can imply from there, says the Rishonim, that if Rabbi Natan doesn't learn Kippur from here must be Rabbi Yoseh does, which is it's an implicit machloket over here. Rabbi Natan says we don't learn the Kippur, and Rabbi Yoseh is saying we do. So hence we have a Braita that supports the Shtakish. Who is the opinion of the Braita that supports the Shtakish that says we learn the Pinisha from Sinai? Shitaz Rabbi Yoseh Agilili. Because he learns that just like Moshe was sequestered six days before Sinai, so too the Kohen Gadol has to be sequestered before Kippur. Comes the bright and continues that Matya ben Harashomer, lo ba katuv, ela leayem alav, kedesh te Torah nitenet beema beretet ubziya. According to Matya ben Harash, he also was like a Yosegilili. But he's giving another reason why Moshe needed to be sequestered. In order to show a feeling that the Torah can only be given with fear, beretet, with trepidation, viziyah is... Okay, quaking, sweating, like the Pasuk says, evdu et Hashem You must serve God out of fear. Vigilu birada. And rejoice in trepidation. Uh-huh. Now those are two opposite terminologies. How do you rejoice in trepidation? So the Gemara asks, "My begilu brada, Amar Abada bar Matna Amar Rab bimkom gila shamte reada." In the place of gila, the Torah is gila. Pekudeh Hashem Yisharim misamichelim. Says the Torah makes a person happy. The Torah is simcha. But what? At the time that a person is learning Torah, they become gila. Shamtere Adar has to be done with fear and trepidation. So the Matiyah Bar Harash also agrees that Moshe was sequestered. He's just saying that God had to separate Moshe Rabbeinu to, to put fear and trepidation so he knows that in order to receive the Torah. But again, according to the Matiyah Bar Harash, mm-hmm. it's an isolated incident only by Moshe. So comes out we have over here a two-way mahloket between Rabbi Yoseh and Rabbi Akiva, when the sequestering was. Mm-hmm. And in Rabbi Yoseh Shita, we have two more opinions of Rabbi Natan and the Matyabar Kharash, why the sequestering was done. Rabbi Natan holds it's because to get the food out of his system, but that's only by Sinai, Moshe. Rabbi Natan Kharash learns it was because in order to instill the fear and the trepidation, but that's again an isolated incident specifically by Sinai, whereas the B.O.C. says, no, it wasn't only by Sinai, but it's to learn to Kippur, and therefore since you learn to Kippur, that would be the source of 
Vishlakish. Now the Gemara is going to speak it out elaborately. What's the root of the mahloket between Rabbi Yosei Gilev and Rabbi Akiva if there was sequestering or not? So Gemara is They're arguing in the mahloket of the following Tanaim that we learned in Masechet Shabbat. The Tanya, we have a bright time. One opinion says the Torah was given on the sixth day of Sivan. Rabbi Yosei comes along and says it was given on the seventh. Now the Gemara analyzes. According to the opinion that says the Torah was given on the sixth day of Sivan. And then on the seventh day of Sivan, it should have been went up. For 40 days in order to get the rest of the Torah, skip the parentheses. Man da'amar b'shiv'ah. According to Pena says the Matan Torah, the Asir Debra was on the 7th. B'shiv'ah nitna'ah. U'b'shiv'ah ala. He did the two things on one day. He gave the Asir Debra on the 7th, then he went up to Rishamayim. Dikhti ba'yikla in Moshe, ba'yom ha'shiv'i. Because the Pasuk says, what's the source that was given on the 7th of Sivan? Because it says, ba'yikla in Moshe, ba'yom ha'shiv'i. He called to Moshe, meaning to give the Torah on the seventh day. Now the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosei is going to say, like Tanakamah, that the Torah was given on the sixth. So you have to say that what? That the sequestering happened after Asir Debirot. Because how could you learn the Pasuk Vayikran Moshe Bayom HaShivi'i? What are you talking about? The Torah was given already on the 6th. How can the Pasuk say Bayom HaShivi'i according to him? Ela, that Bayom HaShivi'i is not the date of 7th of Ziban. And that's the 7th day after sequestering. You understand? If you say the Torah was given on the 6th day of Ziban, how do you learn that Pasuk? The Pasuk is Vayikran El Moshe Bayom HaShivi'i. Bayom HaShivi'i. He called to the Fariqin by Yom Hashishi. Ella must be that Torah was given on the sixth, and when it says by Yom Hashishi, it means the seventh day after he was sequestered after the Asad the Berot, meaning seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. On that day, Moshe Rabbeinu was called to God to get the rest of the Torah, and he explains it. Vayiskon kevod Hashem al Arsinai vayichaseu ve'aran sheshet yamim, and when it says in the pasuk that the cloud covered it. Or him, it means the Moshe. It covered Moshe. Vayikra il Moshe bayom ashivi'i. And he called not to the people. He only called to Moshe bayom ashivi'i. The Pasuk says that vayikra al Moshe. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was with God alone. And the kabbudesh al Torah. In order to receive the rest of the Torah. The isal kadatak vayishkon kemod Hashem merosh chodesh. Because if you don't like the other opinion, that the Shekinah restaurant is not Rosh And when it says Vaikasewa, it means the mountain. And when it says that God called to Moshe on the seventh day, to, to receive the Ten Commandments, what are you talking about? They received it the day before. So therefore, the B, uh, since he owes the Torah was given on the sixth day, he's forced to learn these Pesukim, that what? When it says, it's the seven days after the Asid de Berot, and therefore the whole Pasuk is talking after Asid de Berot. Meaning, after the sixth day, Moshe Rabbeinu went up for the seventh, he was sequestered for six days, on the seventh day after that, God called him to give the rest of the Torah. So the Gemara says, Hanan. Meshisha, exactly. The Anan already went up according to the first opinion on the sixth day. Meaning the sixth day is the Anan left. 
Yeah, but according to him, no. The Anan just came down on the sixth day. Meaning after Torah was given, that's when the Anan came down. And that's when Moshe Rabbeinu went up. That's the way to be Yosef Hagidili learns. Rabbi Akiva Sabala, can it be Yosef? Whereas Rabbi Akiva says, no, I don't like Rabbi Yosef. The Amar, B'Shiv'aba, Odesh, Natatura, Al-Israel. The Torah was actually given on the seventh day. Now, and let's just work it out ourselves. Once it's given on the seventh day, you learn the pasuk simply. That the Anan came on the Har Berosh Chodesh. And when it says that God spoke to Moshe, it means to Moshe Israel. And why did it only say Moshe Lachlok Kavod Israel? And when did he speak to them? On the seventh. On the seventh of what? Seventh of Sivan. And there was no sequestering over here at all. Not before and not after. That's Shittat Rabbi Akiva. Now the Gemara says, Bishlama Rabbi Akiva. According to the Biyakiva, we understand how the tablets were broken on the 17th day of Tammuz. How? Let's work it out. Because we know he went up on the 7th to get to Luchot. And we know he brought them down 40 days later. Now make the calculation. You have 24 days from the 7th of Sivan to the end of Sivan is 24 days. The Shitsar the Tammuz. 16 days of Tammuz. That's when the 40 days were complete. That was on the mountain. And he came down on the 17th. He came with Tabrinu. The history works out good according to Rabbi Akiva. However, but the Koytel Biyoseh Gilili have an extra six days over in the calculation. Plus the 40 days that he was in the heart getting the Torah. According to him, the Luchot were not broken until the 23rd day of Tammuz. You got to add six days to the calculation. So comes the Gemara and says, No, Amad the Kadabi Yoseh Gilili, Arba'in Dehar Ba'adish Yishad Defishah. In the 40 days, six of those days were Pirisha. So really it was only, no, he went up on Zayin Sivan. He was secluded for six days, so according to the Biyosigili, the Torah was really only given to him for 34 days. Because out of the 40, it included 34 of the Torah receiving, and six days of seclusion. So everybody agrees that he came down on the same day, Shavasav Tammuz, and broke to Luchot. The question is, is it 34 days plus six days of seclusion, or six days of seclusion plus 34 days, or is it all 40 days straight? Amar Mohor, now the Gemara continues to analyze some of these statements that we mentioned above. Vayikra el Moshe. Right? So we said according to Rabbi Akiva, when it says, and God called to Moshe, Moshe v'chol yisil omdim. Right? It was Moshe and all the Jewish people that were standing, and they heard Hashem say, Anuchi Hashem elohecha no yelecha. Nesai alev Rabbi Eliezer. So this is a proof to the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Da'amar Rabbi Eliezer. Because Rabbi Eliezer, or Rabbi Azar, I should say, said, Vayikra el Moshe, Moshe v'cho yisil omdim. Right? All the Jewish people and Moshe were standing. Comes the Gebaran says, We have a question. The Braita says, Now we have a Pasuk by Matan Torah, and we're learning when it says Vayikra Moshe, it's not only Moshe, it's Moshe and Koyisa, meaning when it says the word Vayikra, it means that everybody heard it. Not only Moshe, but actually all of 
Klai Yisrael. So the Gemara says, Metibe, Kol lo, Kol elav, Moshe shama, Vekol Yisrael lo shamu. Which means here, we have a statement that was written by Oil Mu'id. And the Pasuk says by Oil Mu'id, that Vayishma etakol medaber elav. It says, and Moshe heard the voice come out of the Mishkan, speaking, Middaber, Middaber, Elav. Vayishma'it akol, Middaber, Elav. So the... Continue reading Rashi. Kol lo vekol Elav. So that she says, Lo haya yachol lomar. The Pasuk could have said, Vayishma'it akol, Middaber, Lo. To him. What does it mean when it said, Ukhti middaber elav? To him. You know what that teaches us? Lelamidka, she'elav lebado hayan imshach akol be'ol mo'ed, mishukama mishkan. Meaning once the mishkan was built and the voice of God came down, Moshe was the only one that heard it. Lelamidka, she'elav lebado hayan God spoke to him from on the kaporet. Lo hayakol nishmali Yisrael. But the Jewish people don't hear this voice. So the Gemara is saying, make up your mind. One pasuk says, And you're telling me, it's Moshe and Klo Yisrael. And here we have a pasuk that says, that God called to Moshe, and you're telling me that, watch, since the fact that the pasuk says, it was only to him. Well, make up your mind. How come in one pasuk, when it says he called to Moshe, mm-hmm. he tell me, Moshe heard the voice, Amisel heard the voice, and you have another pasuk that clearly says that it was only Moshe. Well, how do you square these two pasuk? Make up your mind. How do you know? When it says, Vayikran Moshe, did Moshe and Bnei Israel hear it? Or only Moshe? So, what, what the pasuk says, Vayikran El Moshe, he called to Moshe. And you tell me, it doesn't mean two Moshe, it means two Moshe, what are you saying? You're right, but I can tell, well, why is that different than Vayikran El Moshe? Isn't that like Elav? Which means, the fact that it's... No, I didn't say law. It says, it says Elav. So what's the difference between Elav, that he spoke to him, or Vayikran Moshe? Moshe is Elav, to him. So in one place you say, that was Moshe heard it, and everybody heard it. When it comes to the Mishkan, you say, he heard it, but nobody else heard it. Well, make up your mind, how does it work? So the Gemara says, Lakasha, Habisinai, Habuel Moed. That's a simple answer. Yeah, at Sinai, everybody heard it. This second puzzle was specifically written by Oil Moed. Once after Sinai was over, nobody heard the voice anymore except Moshe Rabbeinu. Hence it was Medaber Elav. Therefore, it was specifically to him and not to anybody else. Another answer, which means there's a difference. One pasuk says vayikra, and one pasuk says mitdaber, which means there's a difference in lashon. Vayikra means called out. Therefore, everybody was able to hear it. The other pasuk uses lashon mitdaber. He spoke. Spoke refers specifically to Moshe. So therefore there's a difference between terminologies. Rabbi Zirika brought a contradiction in Pesukim in front of Rabbi Lazar. The Amri Lan, some say, Amar Zirika, Rabbi Lazar Amekitiv. It was Rabbi Lazar that brought the stira in Pesukim. What's the stira? It says, mm-hmm. Moshe Rabbeinu cannot go into the oil mo'ed. Why? Because the cloud of Hashem was there. Uchtiv, vayavo Moshe, v'toke Anan. What are you talking about? By Har Sinai, 
it clearly says Moshe Rabbeinu went into the went into the into the cloud. So make up your mind. Could you go into the cloud, or you can't go into the cloud? By oil, Moed, Moshe couldn't go into the cloud. But on Har Sinai, it seems he had no problem. So the Gemara says, you know what you learn from here? You have to say that Moshe Rabbeinu actually had to be pulled in. By Meaning you're right. In both cases, Moshe Rabbeinu cannot enter the place where the Anan is. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it says Vayavo. And Vayavo means God, Kiryako, pulled Moshe Rabbeinu in to the Anan. That's how he was able to go in. The Ben of Ishmael Tana. The Ben of Ishmael Ishmael we learned. Ne'emar kan betoch. We learned by Arsinai. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu went betoch he'anan. The Ne'emar la'anan. It says when the Jewish people came out of Egypt... Betoch vayavou b'nei Yisrael betoch hayam. So the Jewish people went betoch hayam. So the Gemara is going to make a derasha. The betoch hayam of Kiryat Yamsuf and the betoch of Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai. Malalan shivil. Just like when the Jewish people came out of Mitzrayim and they crossed the Yamsuf, it was a path. Like the pasuk says, "Nechtiv ba'amayim lem choma." Right? We said the walls were water. So you had two sides of water with a road in between. Afghan Shevil. So too, when he went up to Ar-Sinai, there was actually a, a path. There was a road in the cloud that Moshe Rabbeinu went up that path. Comes the Gemara continues, Vayikrayil Moshe. It says, and God called Moshe. The full pasuk of here is, Vayikrayil Moshe, Vaydaber Adonai Elav Me'oid Moed Lemor. So the question is, Vayikra Vaydaber. It says, God called to Moshe, Vaydaber. What do you need a double language for? Just say either Vayikra or Vaydaber. So the Gemara says, Vayikra Moshe, Vaydaber, Lama Hegdim Kiri'a Lidibur. Why does the pasuk have to put kiriah before dibur, calling before speaking? Limda Torah derech eretz. Torah teaches us the proper etiquette. Shelo yomar adam daval habero ela imken korehu. Which means first you call him to you, and then he's making an appointment. First by Yikra, and then you speak to him about the subject. But you shouldn't just, you know, suddenly tell a person with uh, 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 information without warning him first. First you have to call him, please, come, sit, let's sit for a second over there. You call them, then already you sit and you give him the news. You don't just, you know, pop the news on somebody without giving him a derech eres first. So comes again and says... This is a proof to what Rabbi Hanina taught. Good, you shouldn't uh, tell somebody something until you call him first. Comes the Gemara and says, Lemor. Now the Pasuk says, now the Gemara is going to doresh the word Lemor, saying, the Gemara says, Lemor, Amar, Rabbi, now we skip these parentheses over here, and we have Rabbah, Minayin leomer davar lehabero, shehu bebal yomar, ad shiomar lo lech emor, how do we know? That if somebody tells his friend information, that that information is bebal yomar, that you're not allowed to repeat the information to somebody else until he tells you, you can repeat it. Which means if somebody gives you information, you assume 
It's private. You cannot for re- repeating until the person tells you. Say it over. Go tell it over. Mm-hmm. What's the proof? So that she has a very interesting proof over here. Look at that she shube bal yomar tanud domar lemor lo amur. He learns the word lemor to say as if it says lo amur. Not to say, Hadevarim ele in ela in ken noten le reshut. Which means, the assumption is, Vayikrai rav, Vaydaber, at that point it's lo mar. Which means, not to say. Until you get explicit permission. No, he's learning the lemor is as if God was telling him, lo lo mar. Not, that's right, the lemor over here is making it derasharashi. So what's the proof? The fact that it says, Lemur, he's learning it, lo lomar, not to say over, imply that you need permission. Other Ishunim learn simply and just say, the fact that the Moshe Lemur got explicit permission to say it, Lemur, we have to say Lemur, Vayikran, Moshe, Vayitabir, and I'll finish. And then you need a Lemur to say, say it over, implying without the Lemur, he would not be allowed to say it over.